Guys, we are back with another episode of Dark Enigma. Last week was a really good episode, and if you guys haven't checked it out, go back and check it out. My name is <laughs> Joe, and I'm one of the hosts of Dark Enigma, and I'm here joined with my co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah Whitson. And I don't know, I like, okay, I have to do better with this intro. But basically what we do on the show, we talk about true crimes, and um, we just dive deep into them. Sarah, she does a lot of the research for it, and I react to the story she tells me. And we just kind of spread our knowledge based off of the cases she brings to us, because we love true crime, love talking about it, and talking about, you know, sometimes we talk about what the serial killer or persons or murderers could have done right, what they should have did, what they did wrong, um, maybe how the victims could have um, uh, escaped, or maybe what the police part department could have done better, you know? But we just love true crime. We love talking about it. Uh, Sarah said it came from um, just her dad, and I mine came from my love of podcasts. And we hope that you guys enjoy this show. And what I, I don't want to say spread the love but yeah we just hope you enjoy it and make this your other true tr crime podcast so sarah what case did you bring with us or what uh, i don't know i can't talk <laughs> i don't know why i'm on here guys <laughs> no i have a good case for you today all right um and this case is, you know, I like local stuff to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this happened in Missouri, okay. um, Kansas City, um, You're starting on the Missouri out with the side. Hometowns. I'm sorry, what? You're starting out with the hometowns. You started out with Missouri or Illinois, the first one. Now you're doing Missouri. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, I think there's just a lot in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people just don't have anything else to do or what, but <laughs> yeah. We're not crazy, though, guys. We promise. No, we promise. Um, so I actually got recommended this case mm -hmm. by someone who watches my YouTube channel. Okay. And she recommended a couple cases, and this was one of them, and it's so good. Um, so, and this is the murders of Jessica Runyons and Kara Kabetsky. Okay. All right, so we're going to start out with Jessica. Um, she was 21 years old, and she was from Raymore, Missouri. Um, her family described her as hardworking and loving. Um, she always had, like, this big smile mm -hmm. in every picture that I've seen of her. Um, and she was really close with her family. Um, in 2016, uh, Jessica was a pastry chef at a restaurant, um, and she had recently got promoted to manager and her mother said that she was just wanting to go to college to do journalism. Gotcha. Yeah. So she was just living her life and had a pretty good life. Um, on September 8th, 2016, Jessica went to a party in Belton, Missouri. Um, however, she did not come home from this party. Mm-hmm. And that was really unlike her. Yep. Um, which is always what happens. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't come home. No one could reach her. And her phone kept going to voicemail. Um, so her family was like this red flags all over the place with yep. this. Um, 
So it started to become very odd because she didn't show up for her doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. And she had just gotten her appendix removed. So it was very important for her to go to those doctor's appointments. Yes. And she didn't go. Mm -hmm. So her mom reported her missing. Mm -hmm. And as the police started investigating, they found out that she left this party at 2 a.m. with a childhood friend of her boyfriend. Gotcha. And that guy's name was Kyler Yust. Gotcha. And he was 28. Mm-hmm. So a little bit older. Um, yep, a little bit older. Um, but she still knew him. I think she felt yeah. pretty comfortable mm-hmm. with him. Um, so two days later, on September 10th, Jessica's car was found completely burnt Hmm. uh, completely burnt out um and this was around 2 a.m in the morning um but she was nowhere she was just gone at this point um but kansas city police arrested kyler Uh on burning the vehicle so they must have found some evidence that he had burnt that's what i was gonna ask you it was now they can't arrest somebody based on suspicion you have to have evidence, correct? Right. Yeah. But I do know. Um, some, don't they? I know sometimes they do falsify stuff too. Just because she was, she seems like she was a likable person. Um, this is why it's always good to have, you know, a particular schedule, you know, because, you know, if you don't show up somewhere, uh, people notice. Um, right. That's just for the listeners right there. But that's. This, it kind of sounds cliche. <laughs> this all sounds a, really cliche. <laughs> it's it's so a very bad. typical thing. Yes. Um, I listened to a podcast that says that for everyone's safety, they should have a, if I go missing folder mm-hmm. and that would have your passwords to your phone, mm-hmm. um, your phone plan, um, credit cards, and you give that to someone who you trust. Yeah. And they can track you if you go missing. Yep. Um, so that's a big tip. Yep. <laughs> Safety tip um, for our listeners because that really, really helps yep. a lot. My family, we have the Live 360, Life 360 app. And mm. basically it tracks us wherever we go and it tells us if you if the if said one person wants to know, like my wife knows when I get to FedEx and she knows when I leave FedEx. So, you know, she can know how much time or when I'm gonna be home and stuff like that. But it's stuff that really helps you in certain situations like this, you know, and I can't even imagine, it kind of blows my mind now because if something like this was to happen to me, authorities would know where I was at because my phone's on me all the time. But back in the day, this is very weird for me to hear. It's like, she just went missing and nobody yeah. knows where she's at. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And I was working on a case uh, for my YouTube channel mm-hmm. that this girl went missing and her parents begged the phone company to hand over her location. And at that time they weren't obligated to do that. Mm -hmm. So they basically were like, we're not going to give it to you. And she died. Mm -hmm. And then 
they sued the company and got a law passed yep. saying you have to do this because it can save lives. And it's, it's this, and is it this, um, when was this, what was the time, like, what year was this? They 2016. Gotcha. So don't we still have, like, that two-day before missing persons? So that's mm-hmm. even, I think that's, I think that's stupid. I think it's so It is. Stupid. And yeah, and back in the day, so what he's talking about is back in the day, they had a 48-hour hold on a missing person. Today, they still have that rule, but a lot of cops will say, like, we'll look into it if we have extra people or whatever. Yeah, because it was one of those things where I think in a lot of things I hear is, like, uh, she went, this person went to the police, but they didn't do anything. And then two days later, they found this they did they actually went and did something it's like well those two days was too much you know kind of a thing yeah yeah and on uh children cases they like automatically say they're runaways yeah mm-hmm. um especially back in the day yes now they take it a little more serious but it mm-hmm. was like oh they ran away they come back and yeah. the parents are like no yeah. our kid wouldn't go anywhere <laughs> i was listening to a it was where was it, it was like New York or California, and there was a lot of kids that were running away, but there were these specific kids. They were they were all kind of the same type of kids, and this guy he was uh, taking them and killing them. And these kids and they they were telling the cops, no, 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 these kids are the good kids. They're good kids. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not running away, but they were black. And mm-hmm. they were just like, oh, no, 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 they're runaways. They're runaways. And they found out later that um, there were over 13 or 14 kids that were killed because they were, you know, black. And then also, too, uh, this was just something that was going on because not only did you have these kids running away, but it was the neighborhood they were in. So now you've got the black community rising up against the police. And that was causing a lot of craziness going on. So the police were worried about the rioting. They weren't really worried about the cases and all the. It was crazy. It's just like, oh my God, you guys should have just did your jobs and just checked it out. Checked it out. Yeah, and, and saved lives. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so going back to Jessica, um, her parents didn't stop looking for her. Mm-hmm. They thought there has to be something going on here. Um, And unfortunately, on April 3rd, 2017, a mushroom hunter Mm. came across her remains. Yep. Um, Which I didn't know mushroom hunting was a thing, but (laughs) I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, in Springfield, uh, not to get get off the topic, but in in Illinois, they have, um, we have uh, mushroom season. And basically what they do is they go out and they they find these particular uh, mushrooms. They're they're uh, kind of penis shaped. <laughs> Phallic mushrooms. Yes, that's that's the word I was looking at. I, I was like, what is that word so that I can be correct? But yeah, they look like that. And basically they go out. You uh, apparently you get them, you chop them up, you fry them, salt and pepper, and they're delicious. But people will take. It's like deer season. They will take days off. Uh, to go mushroom hunting. So, wow. Yeah. When I was reading this case, I was like, are they going to question the mushroom hunter? Because what was he doing? <laughs> yep. But he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, 
um, so they found her remains and they oddly found another woman's remains near her. Okay. So now they're like, who is this mm -hmm. and what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, so the other set of remains was 17-year-old Kara Keplotsky. Okay. I really don't want to mess up her name, but I don't know how to pronounce that right. <laughs> um, and she was missing since 2007. Gotcha. So Jessica was missing in 2017. This was 10 years earlier. Gotcha. I was just getting ready to ask you about the remains. Were they fresh or had they been there a while? They'd so, been there a while. Yes. Um, and so they were hard to identify too. Mm -hmm. um, and that created a huge problem. Yep. Um, so Kara was born in 1990 and she was born in Germany. Gotcha. Um, but she went to Belton High School, which is close here in Kansas City. Okay. Um, and she was a cashier at Popeye's Chicken. Okay. So go her. Um, so on the morning of May 4th, mm -hmm. 2007, Kara's mother dropped her off at school. So she's 17. So she's in school. Um, <clears throat> but around 919, she walked out. Um, I guess it was typical for her to skip Oh. Uh, a period or two <laughs> and that's so, what she did so we had our good girl in the first one and now we got the bad yeah one. <laughs> um but i mean it's yeah she she was just being a teenager yep um so she failed to return home mm -hmm. from school and so her mom was like something's going on yeah um, Kara left behind everything at her house. Okay. Um, there was a carton of cigarettes, an iPod, um, money, everything she had was at home mm -hmm. or in her locker at school. And now this is another hard case too, because this, the, the way that she was living based off of what we've know about her and like her skipping school, cigarettes and things like that. She could have been a child where she would leave for a certain amount of time and then her parents wouldn't worry about her because right. this that's her usual thing. So that's one of the, that's another case that's confusing. Like she might I mean, I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but her mom might not have called in or anything. You know, she might have waited a couple of days. Like, oh, yeah. You know, she does this because I've heard cases like that. And then, you know, maybe four days afterwards, they're like, mm, something's up. Right. And I was 17 and I was not great. Sorry, yeah. parents. Um, <laughs> but I remember doing things and saying I was somewhere and I wasn't there. And so. Really? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I know my dad's listening and he's probably like, what did you do? What? Yeah. See. Yeah, I was a goody two shoe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, on with the case. No, yes. don't talk about me anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, so, back to these girls. I'm sure you're wondering what these girls have in common. I yes. mean, they were found at the same place. Um, well, Kara's ex boyfriend was Kyler Yest. 
that mm. man that Jessica left the party with that night. I was going to say they look the same before you said that. Do they kind of resemble each other? Um, Kind of, but Jessica was older. Okay. Um, usually when we have like a 17-year-old, it's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a weird situation that these two girls were together. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, um. So Kyler Yust is in the middle of all of this. Gotcha. So, yeah. okay, keep going. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I had. A, I thought I had a question. Um, go ahead. No, no, I thought I had one. No, oh. I, I lost it. Okay, that's fine. Um, so in April two thousand and seven, Kara ended this nine-month relationship with eighteen-year-old at the time, mm-hmm. Kyler Yust. Gotcha. Um, they had been dating. Uh, on and off since 2006 and on April 28th 2007 Kara told the police that her ex-boyfriend allegedly kidnapped her and forced her into his vehicle when she was leaving work huh yeah so again we have this domestic violence stuff coming up um so he drove her around um probably threatening her Mm -hmm. um and then let her escape. Mm-hmm. And so she got a restraining order on him. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so on April 30th, 2007, she filed for that order of protection in Cass County. Um, and she stated that she was kidnapped, restrained, and that he choked her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was afraid of him. Um, and this restraining order was filed four days before she went missing. Mm-hmm. So, Kyler. See, I think that he, because I was writing this down, so he's got that restraining restraining order, and he was he did all the stuff to her before, mm-hmm. and he was probably expecting her to be afraid of him, and then they get back together. Right. But then she put that restraining order on him, which probably made him uh, even more upset. Now right. he's going to make sure. I'm going to finish the job. Right. And that happens a lot in domestic violence. Your most risky time to be murdered is when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they don't have anything left. Yeah. Like it's either they live without you or they take both of you out or they take you out. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so it was great that she got that restraining order, mm-hmm. but a lot of times a restraining order is just a piece of paper. Yes. And um, it's very sad that a lot of people die with a restraining order. Yes. And it's one of those things, too, um, because we said four days after she got the restraining order. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things, too. It's like four days after that. Wouldn't you? I I don't know. I've never had a restraining order. But for something like that and somebody like that, I would at least have, hey, I need you to walk me to my car or, hey, I need you to pick me up from work because this guy, he, he did these things to me, and that's why I have a restraining order at least for a couple days or something. I wouldn't have went right. out right off the bat um, just living life. So Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times uh, we see like a pattern with domestic violence, especially mm-hmm. you get um, this guy – beating you up, mm-hmm. doing horrible things. And then the very next day, it's like this love bombing yep. where they're just, I love you. I love you. I love you. 
get back with me. Mm-hmm. And she might have thought, okay, he's changed. Yep. I have this restraining order that woke him up mm-hmm. and now he's better. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately that probably led to her death. Yes. Um, so on May 6th, um, Yust, which is that Kyler, he mm-hmm. told police that he didn't have contact with her on the day of her disappearance. He said he missed a call from her at 11 a.m. that morning, but she didn't answer when he tried to return her call. So he's pleading the fifth. He's like, I didn't have anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he got caught because mm-hmm. phone records revealed that there was a phone call to him at 913 and he called her back at 920. And this was one minute after she left that high school on okay. the surve- surveillance video. Gotcha. So he was picking her up that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he denied any involvement. And this was interesting. He passed a lie detector test. Huh. Yeah, which we don't see a lot. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Let me see if I get my knowledge here. I found they said that with um, a lie detector test, a lot, a lot. the reason why they don't use it is because sometimes some people can believe that they are – that they really didn't do something. So then the way their brain works, it they're telling the truth, you know? And then right. some, some people just know how to get over on a lie um, over the lie detectors. But I've heard that, I recently heard that, yeah, some people, they can uh, compartmentalize so well that it's like, that didn't happen. And then they pass a lie uh, detector. So, yeah. I would probably fail just because of the anxiety. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'd be so scared that I would, even if I was innocent, I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I'm like, what I'm saying is true. It's so true. I'm just scared right now. <laughs> right. Because it's a high pressure situation too. Yes. Especially when you've got murder involved and mm-hmm. you're now you're a suspect. It's just like, I, I hope, I hope this thing's not broken. Yes. Um, and what's interesting, too, is he had a alibi for the um, morning that she went missing. So somebody vouched for him or mm-hmm. something happened mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of murder stories where they're like that, where they're like, you in the in podcast, they tell you that they did do the murder. But then you have somebody like their wife or somebody vouches for him. And it's like, what? How did the yeah. what, how are you guys doing that? I don't know. Right. Um, so on November 22nd, 2013, um, he was convicted for an unrelated murder char- or uh, drug charge. Okay. Sorry. Um, so he was being held in Oklahoma City for that drug charge. Um, so in between 2010 and 2016, several witnesses said he confessed to killing his ex-girlfriend. Um, and that he also admitted to strangling her to death and hiding her body in the woods. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, on April 15th, 2015, uh, or wait, sorry. On April 15th, 2021, Mm -hmm. um, he was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter. So this was pretty recently. And he was found for um, guilty for voluntary manslaughter of Kara's death 
and second degree murder for Jessica's death. Gotcha. Yeah. So on June 7th, 2021, Kyler was sentenced to 45 years in prison. Gotcha. That is awesome. So let's say 45. I'm going to do some math right quick. So 22 years each and some change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like 22 and a half years each for both of them, which that's crazy. I mean. I'm surprised you didn't get a life sentence or a death penalty, especially with Missouri. Yeah. Because they like the death penalty there. I was just getting ready to ask how, because I know in Illinois, I'm not for sure about Indiana, but in Illinois, they do like lethal injections or they do life in prison. So Mm -hmm. they usually do do that. You know, if you take one life, they usually will give you a death penalty. So now two and them being younger too. Um, But then we also have to think about too, the way that he might have murdered, murdered them. Like if it wasn't too brutal, they might say, okay, we're gonna give him a lesser charge, you know? Um, But yeah, I mean, I think if you learn anything in this case, it's basically you guys, need to get tracker apps mm-hmm. um, stick with a daily routine and then also too if you put a restraining order on somebody don't take it lightly especially if it's abusive like don't right. take it lightly because you never know that they might come back even harder the next time so yeah i mean so um, what's very interesting, and you were you were kind of leading me into this, mm-hmm. was the reason it was so short mm-hmm. was because there's no DNA evidence gotcha. in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and his lawyers are preparing to file an appeal. So gotcha. he could get appealed. I doubt it. Um, so there's no fingerprints, no nothing. No. With uh, Kara's case, um, her remains were so old. Yeah. There wasn't anything. And I guess with Jessica's, it was cleaned up really well. Yeah. Um, well, my thing yeah. is, too, how um, deserted is the place where he left these bodies at? Because if you've – so I know if a guy's going to look for mushrooms, um, they usually, it's kind of like deer hunting. You go back to the same spots over again. So this was this this guy's first time? And maybe this wasn't his first time. And like we said, the first young lady, her bones were so old or her remains were so old that he probably didn't notice. But it's just blowing my mind that he that she wasn't found sooner, you know? Right. And um, I think there it was a wooded area. Yep. Um, and so it could have been she could have been buried and water brought things to the surface. Yep. Um I don't know. Uh, I think people miss things too mm-hmm. um, when there's so much wood, wooded areas and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I found an interesting thing too. Um, in July of 2021, Jessica's mother, Jamie, uh, was charged with a misdemeanor account of harassment mm-hmm. on a basically ex boyfriend girlfriend um because she was talking about the case Uh and this was when he was being found guilty so she was texting um it says that she was texting um 
like 27 different phone numbers Mm -hmm. to this person saying, don't talk about the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's going through court right now as well. And that was one of the mothers? Yes. The mother of the first girl, Jessica. Hmm. And what's interesting to me is like, I sympathize a little bit Mm -hmm. because the Kara's death went unknown for so long Yes, that now you have these two girls that need justice. Yes. And if someone was going to, you know, say he's innocent, it's mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Yes. Don't let them get their justice that they need. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's still uh, not good to text somebody that much. Though. No. <laughs> not 27 <laughs> Don't <times>. do that. <laughs> but these... So that's the tragic murders of Jessica and Kara. See, and guys, that's how it's going to be. Like, we did one that was uplifting, and then we just hit you hard with these other ones, too. (laughs) But I really hope that you guys like uh, this podcast. We enjoy doing it. Um, If you want to find out videos and things like that, Sarah, where can they find Dark Enigma on YouTube? Um, I'm just YouTube under Dark Enigmas, and then across socials at Dark Enigmas as well. Gotcha. And, uh, uh... I don't know anything about so usually on shows I'll be like, and you can find us on this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm out of my element. You know, new podcast. I'm just getting the swing of things. I'll get it yeah. pretty soon. I will say, um, I'm gonna try to upload the videos of me and Joe so you can see our beautiful faces. Yes. Uh tell our stories as well over on my channel. Yes. And I was like uh, I got a little distracted there for a little bit because the thing was telling me low wall audio quality uh you mm. should close some apps and i was like what's going on and then i was like oh lord we got a little bit of time we gotta hurry up and get this done but <laughs> yeah uh hey guys as of right now i am joe and, and i'm sarah and we want to thank you guys for listening to dark enigma we'll see you guys later <laughs> <laughs>